What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. Make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. Since we last spoke, the Blazers got a impressive competitive loss in Brooklyn where they looked pretty good for most of until they ran out of talent, and then they got a crucially important L in Indiana, falling to the Pacers in what I'm calling their most important loss of the season. Plus, we'll take a look to close the show at the race for the bottom of the standings. The Blazers currently with the seventh worst record in the NBA, and fifth is in their sights, but it might not be close enough for them to grasp. First, Let's start with that game against the Nets. We're talking about the Nets game, talk about the Pacers game, and we'll talk about ping pong balls. Let's start about the, talk about that game in the West. Fastest, talk about that game in Brooklyn. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers lose that one 128-123. Uh, legitimately pretty darn entertaining game. The Blazers uh, blew the game open or, or at least blew up in the second quarter. 42 points on the road in Barclays in the second quarter to take a 75-62 lead into halftime. This was just, they just looked really good. Uh, I think the second quarter was about as well as they've played in a couple weeks. Uh, Justice Winslow's flying around. CJ Elvey's flying around. Uh, they just played really hard. They hadn't pl- they didn't play super hard against the uh, against the uh, New York Knicks in their first game on uh, Wednesday in New York City. They switched boroughs. They, 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 headed to, they headed to Brooklyn, and, and they just played better against the Nets team. The Nets, you know, without Kyrie Irving in this one because he doesn't play in home games, without Ben Simmons because he doesn't play professional basketball. And, you know, Seth Curry and Kevin Durant brought them home, but it was the Blazers up 13 at the break. And that lead ballooned to 18 early in the third quarter. Drew Eubanks hits a little uh, running hook, one-handed push. Uh, Blazers a minute and 20 seconds into the into the second half. They're up 18 in Brooklyn. And then and then the Nets woke up. Uh from there, the Nets just roared back, tied 101 after three. So from down 18, the final 11 minutes of the quarter, they make up the 18-point deficit, and then they rip off a 10-0 run to start the fourth quarter. The Nets do, and they never trailed again, and the Blazers never had the ball down a single possession in the fourth quarter. So from that, drew a Eubanks hook shot until uh, the Nets until the Nets ripped off that 10-0 run. And the Blazers had to take a timeout, down 111-101 early in the early in the fourth quarter. That was a 47-19 surge in 12 minutes and 43 seconds. Basically a quarter of basketball outscored 47-19. 13 minutes outscored 47-19. That's the difference in the game. That right there. Uh, the Blazers were really good and then the Nets were better. That's your normalist speed recap in the West because we got a little slow in the middle there. 128-123. Blazers lose that one. Um, of note in this game is that Chauncey Billups went for it. This was a game he was absolutely unconditionally trying to win. Uh, Keon Johnson didn't play in this game. Greg Brown did not play in this game. Josh Hart played 39 minutes. Brandon Williams played 37 minutes. They went for it. They tried to win. Hart was great. 25 points, uh, five boards, seven assists, finished nine of 18 from the floor, hit three of eight threes. Brandon Williams continues just to be really hard to stay in front of off the dribble. Uh, if you don't have good a good guard to stay in front of him, he is going to get past you. He is um, he's a really he's a, he's an offensive player with some juice. Uh, I don't know that he has like he plays on the team with Anthony Simons and, and Damian Lillard. Um, I don't know that he has what his future necessarily looks like here in in Portland, but he could play. I think he's I think he's pretty much proved that he's an NBA player. Um, I don't uh, what his role might be. You know, 
little scoring point guards, it's always tough to stick in the league because you're always going to be shorter and you're always going to be an offense first guy. Um, and it's hard maybe to be a role player who's an offense first guy. But Brandon Williams can absolutely score in the league. He finished with 24 points, six rebounds, five assists, and three steals against the Nets. He was really, really good. Uh, ben McLemore came off the bench. He hit five threes, finished with 17 points. Uh, like I said, no Greg Brown, no Keon Johnson in that game on Friday. The Blazers went for it. They tried to straight up win this game. They, um, you know, and some of it may have been dictated by how good they were in that in that second quarter and then how it was still kind of competitive in the third. And it's like, we're not going to bring Keon in. If you didn't play him in the first, you know, rotation, you're not going to play him in the second rotation at the end of the game. Uh, I, I got to say, I don't agree with that. Uh, I want to be clear. Keon and Greg should play. They should always play. Uh, it shouldn't be a question. They, like... At this stage in the season, there is no reason that Ben McLemore gets minutes over Keon Johnson. I get it. The Blazers got, have got walloped by the Knicks on Wednesday, and they didn't play very hard. And it's like you just you just want them to 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 get you know. No one wants to go to work and lose. I think um, before the game and after the game, Chauncey Billups is down with the plan. But once the game starts, once the game starts, he wants to win just like anyone else. Uh, I, I don't I don't see that as even like controversial or anything like he he wants to win when the game happens that's what you saw against against the nets on friday not playing the young guys to me that's not cool P play no reason ben mackamore plays you want to lose um you want to lose even if bmac is like significantly more valuable significantly better significantly more impactful all on the court which i think he is like i think he's just straight up way better than keon johnson as like a a guard who could help you win a game the players aren't trying to win a game and keon needs those developmental minutes or at least i think th those developmental minutes are more valuable given to keon johnson um yeah get him in there and find some minutes for greg brown have them be bad that's like if there's ever been a time to do that, it's now. Uh, on the on the net side, 38 points for Kevin Durant on 11 of 15 shooting. Blazers had nobody who could guard him. I thought Justice Winslow did a good job of tr of trying to slow Kevin Durant down. You can't not do that with one person. You certainly cannot do that with one person who's six foot five. Um, he's the best scorer in the league, uh, and he certainly looked like it. Seth Curry finished with 27 points. He was seven of 11 from three. Uh, Seven three-pointers did a bunch of damage early in that 10-0 run in the fourth quarter. You know, hit a big three to make it that, to dot the 10 on the 10-0 run. He's, that was the difference in the game is that that 13-minute stretch where this is just a place ran out of talent. You cannot fault their effort, cannot fault how hard they played or anything like that. Um, I don't th even think you can fault, like I'm faulting the coach for not playing players who are worse, but like they went out to try to win this game and basically they were there until they, you know, it's a talent league and the Nets flexed how good they are offensively and won this game. Uh, that was Friday evening. The Blazers finally left New York City after four and a half days, three and a half days in New York, finally left New York and went to the Midwest where they played the Indiana Pacers on Sunday and they got their most important loss of the season. If, if Friday was a heartening loss because the Blazers played well, they played hard and they just ran in, in, into it, like you just like, oh, yeah, it's hard to slow, you know, this team's good and Andre Drummond's too big and all these things. If 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 Brooklyn was a reminder of sort of, you know, this team is still, can still play hard and compete, uh, Sunday's game was the reminder that like, boy, is it nice to be able to just root for a loss because they got throttled by a not very good Indiana Pacers team and it was their best, most important loss of the season. That's what we'll talk about in the second segment. But first, I want to tell you about Bilt Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the market and the best tasting protein bar that there is. If you're looking in my pantry, you're going to see 
uh, cookies and cream, you're going to see peanut butter brownie, just two of the great flavors. But they also come in coconut almond, uh, double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie, raspberry, and some limited time flavors. And your average Bill Bar has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and just 4 net carbs. All tasty, all healthy. Go get yourself Go get yourself some at built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 so you can get 15% off. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right. Let's keep it rolling. The Blazers lose to the Brooklyn Nets. We did one fastest recap in the West, and this is probably the first time we've ever done this on this show. Your second fastest recap in the West here in the second quarter, here in the second segment. The Blazers lose 129-98 in Indiana on Sunday. Justice Winslow did not play in this game. He was sat out with Achilles soreness, and so the Blazers roll out. CJ be back into the starting lineup, and all they do is they get handled in the first half. Could could not could not guard the Indiana Pacers in the first half. They're down 69-48 at halftime. Just a big old nice deficit, down 21 at the break. And then in the final five minutes of the third quarter, they kind of find themselves. You know, Josh Hart gets going and they they get a little rhythm. They close the they close the quarter, the final five minutes of the, of the third quarter on an 18-6 run. And all of a sudden, they're down 94-82. Now, still down double digits, all those things. Like, they're a long shot from getting there. But they had, if you are to believe it, some momentum heading into where they needed to go. Like, they were, this was all of a sudden, like, okay, this game's going to be competitive. And then the first five minutes of the fourth quarter just kind of ended any chance for that game to be competitive. Uh, the Pacers rip off a 20-7 to run to uh, open the fourth quarter in the first five minutes. The Blazers, Blazers all of a sudden find themselves, you know, it's a 12-point game, they're right in it, and then you give up a 20-7 to burst. I mean, what, it's not even a run. It's just like the Pacers scored 20 points in the first five minutes of the quarter, and the, the Blazers scored maybe like a normal number of points in the first five minutes of the fourth quarter. Uh, so from down 12 to down 25, uh, there was actually a timeout, and the Pacers come out of the timeout and score again. So it was really twenty-two to seven, but I'm not I'm not counting that timeout. So the Blazers find themselves down twenty-seven. Like the game's over. It's just all of a sudden over. It was over before that. Like it was over in the, in the middle of the second quarter when the Blazers were down more than twenty, and it was like, okay, you know, they this is kind of. Let me finish this up. Let me get fastest recap in the West. Uh, Hart did not play in the it, Hart did not play in the fourth quarter. Uh, I, I think he was going to come back in, and then it just it got out of hand. I was critical of Keon Johnson and uh, Greg Brown not playing in the game against the Nets. They certainly played on Sunday with no Justice Winslow in the lineup. They played all 12 minutes and finished out that fourth quarter. Uh, the, the Blades just didn't go back to their best player, Josh Hart. That's your fastest recap in the West. Uh, like this is. What I was saying is before I got, I didn't want to get cut up and get, I didn't want to do two slowest recaps of the West, y'all. I didn't want to screw up my own branding. That's your fast recap in the West. But what I was saying was, uh, like, this is kind of what a bad team is in the NBA. Like, they're capable of being pretty competitive, like you saw them against the Nets. Obviously, that there was some rotational stuff that changed there, and having Justice Winslow makes them better. Like, they're better with Winslow. And, and Chris Chris Dunn had his best game, uh, probably just, like, floor game um, against Brooklyn in terms of, like, defense and stuff. He was probably better against the Knicks, honestly, but he had a good game against Brooklyn. He didn't play as well um, on Sunday. Like, but 
this is just kind of what a bad team might sometimes it happens. It's like, okay, Brandon Williams and Josh Hart, the difference in like good players and great players in the league is consistency. If they score 25 and 24, the Blazers are going to have a chance. Like I was joking earlier last week, like Josh Hart had those back-to-back 28-point, 25-point first halves. Like if the Blazers get 25 at any, in any half from Josh Hart, they're going to be competitive. But the truth is, if he scores 25-plus, like the Blazers like will be competitive in these games. He, he didn't have that kind of night against the Pacers and they weren't and they weren't competitive. Now he had, he had 26 through three quarters but uh and and his push made it close and then they just needed to keep it close to have a chance and it didn't happen he finishes with you know he he finishes with 26 but nobody else had more than 17 Trent Watford 17 and 8 points uh 17 8 rebounds excuse me on that one Drew Eubanks 12 points 8 rebounds uh, off the bench Chris Dunn 11 Ben McLemore 11 uh Ben McLemore for my money still playing too many minutes we just don't need to see him uh Brandon Williams 10 points in this one finished two of 10, uh, two of nine from three and 0 of one from the only shot he took inside the arc. Like consistency is just the thing with good teams in the league. Uh, the Blazers are low on talent. So it's always going to be a challenge defensively. Like that's just how this works. It's always going to be a challenge. Uh, and you know, that you see kind of the highs and lows, you know, they, they play, yeah, okay. They're playing a little better. They go in go, go in Wednesday to play the Knicks. They get smoked. Like they just didn't have it. They come out, they play, you know, hair on fire for one quarter against the Brooklyn Nets, but talent catches up with them. And then they just, the offense never got going in the, early against Indiana. And then they kind of finally find a rhythm, but they've already given up 70 points in the first half or 69 in the first half, whatever it was. Uh, 69, according to my notes, not 70. I don't want to be too generous with the Pacers. Uh, and, and they just weren't in it. Like, But that's okay. Mission accomplished. They continue to lose. The Blazers have now lost four in a row and uh, 10 of 11 they're making it happen a six game losing streak one little win so you start to feel better sorry to the wizards and then f- now have lost four straights uh they finish out this they they finish out this road trip against the detroit pistons on monday the second night of a back-to-back i assume that's part of the reason why justice winslow didn't play you don't play him because you you don't play him sunday because you want to play him monday and this game was important to lose like i've been saying this was maybe the blazers most important most significant loss of the season it matters that they lost. Uh, just out of courtesy, I realized I didn't do the Pacers scoring. O'Shea, O'Shea Brissett dominated this game. O'Shea Brissett, uh, excuse me, O'Shea Brissett dominated this game. Syracuse's own 24 points, nine boards. Justin Anderson, uh, 18 in the starting lineup. I had no idea Justin Anderson started for the Pacers, but I found out today, uh, 17 off the bench for Jalen Smith. Uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. got busy with 13 points and six assists. Like, it, it Ty Halliburton didn't even have a big night, 10 points, uh, four rebounds, seven assists, and, and the Pacers just rolled because they got going. O'Shea Brissett was um, t- too active, too physical, too too much for uh, the Blazers to handle, and that, that sometimes that is the difference. I thought the Pacers were just, they just came out with a real energy into the close of the fourth quarter, like they or close the game, uh, you know, 35-16 in the fourth. They just were better. Uh, but this was the Blazers' most important loss of the season because this was a chance to catch the Pacers in the bottom of the standings. Uh, coming into this game, the Pacers were three games behind the Blazers. Thanks to this win, they're now just two back. Uh, Indiana holds the sixth worst record in the league. The Blazers hold the seventh. Uh, Eyes on the prize as the Blazers climb down the standings. And, and it's really possible. It, it probably, if they if the Blazers win this game in Indiana, it's probably not possible for them to catch the Pacers. It's still relatively unlikely, you know, 12 games left and 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 uh and they need to they need to lose, you know, three three more games than the Pacers in this stretch. They might, they might, but 
if they didn't lose this game on Sunday, they had no chance. Incredibly important loss, their most important loss of the season. Mission accomplished, hanging the banner. Let's talk about, let's tank watch, close the show. Who, where are the Blazers in the standings? Who are they chasing and what happened around the league to help them get there? But before we do that, let me tell you about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The ends of the first and second rounds of the men's and women's NCAA tournament wrapping up right now as we speak. They're currently on the TV right here if you're in my studio with me. But... This is just the beginning of a very fun uh, time of year to bet on college hoops. If you don't want to bet on college hoops, BetOnline.net's got everything else. You can bet on all NBA games that are still rolling along. The NHL's regular season. You can bet on tennis terms. You can bet on soccer here and abroad. You can bet on combat sports like MMA and boxing. It's all there for you. More lines, more props than anywhere else. Let's bet online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. You are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Let's talk about the tank watch. The Blazers get their most important loss of the season. That one's coming on Sunday night. It just a crucially important loss to the Indiana Pacers. Blazers now own the seventh worst record in the league as they chase getting worse four straight losses like i said losers of, of 10 of 11 and now because of that and crucially important loss to the pacers just two games back of indiana indiana's got a pretty tough schedule down the stretch it's going to be tough for the blazers to out lose them to lose three more times and catch them uh, i i think the math doesn't favor them but it's within the realm thanks to the loss sunday it's within the realm certainly um you know the blazers might it gets a little dicey. We'll talk about that in a second. The Blazers just have an easy schedule. I think they're going to win some games here just by virtue of playing some truly bad teams. Uh, and and being, they need wins. Like, they need wins for the vibes. They, they might go for it again like they did uh, against Brooklyn on Friday evening. But um, the Blazers, you know, seventh place, seventh worst record in the league, uh, two games back of Indiana. The Spurs are playing right now uh, as as I'm recording this. I was going to wait for the evening, but the Spurs are playing right now. They are, they are currently beating the Golden State Warriors uh, by seven in Oakland in the first half. So if the Spurs win, it would be crucial for the Blazers. The Spurs would move a full game clear of Portland in the standings. If the Spurs lose, they will be tied. But the Blazers play the Spurs three more times. I don't think San Antonio is, is a danger for the Blazers. I think the Blazers are going to find a way to lose two out of those three, at least. If they lose two out of those three, they're going to end up behind the Spurs. Like, the Spurs are going to have the eighth worst record, and the Blazers are going to have the seventh. So you're really looking at two teams. Can they catch Indiana, and can they catch the Kings? Here's the problem. The Kings had a chance today, winning late in the fourth quarter against the San Ange- or against the Phoenix Suns. They give up a late game-tying baseline jumper from Devin Booker. Devin Booker's a star. He hit it because he's a star. Kings again led in overtime, and then they gave up an ugly, just wide-open sidelines out-of-bound three to Landry Shamit to go from up one to down two. Never had a chance in the final 40 seconds because they missed some free throws that they needed to and, and then chose not to foul at the end of the game. Maybe they're also tanking. Hmm. Kings, you know, doing that without De'Aaron Fox, who's missed the last couple games with a hand injury, and then they lost DeMontis Sabonis at the end of uh, regulation, played the final five minutes of the fourth quarter without Sabonis. He had some knee-to-knee contact. He stayed in the game for one possession, but, like, clearly wasn't right and went to the back. Uh, and the Kings lose. Was going to be a really, really important win for the Kings. So the Blazers would have been just two games away from Sacramento. But the Kings lost. The Blazers, uh, the Kings now the fifth worst record in the NBA, two and a half clear of Portland. The math just doesn't doesn't look good for the Blazers there. The math doesn't doesn't look good. Um, it's definitely like I said with the Pacers, same thing, possible, certainly possible. Uh, but 
you know, 12 games to lose three more times. Uh, I don't like the, they could catch the Kings uh, because the, because the Kings, ha, you know, only have one more win. The Blazers only have one more win than the Kings, certainly there. But um, so it's, you know, the Kings have four more losses, but only, but only one less win. Like it, it could, it could happen, but I, I don't think they will. Like I just, uh, Watching the Kings today, seeing DeMontis Sabonis get hurt, seeing De'Aaron Fox get hurt, they're going to be conservative with those injuries. They also just sucked with those guys. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the most likely scenario is that the Blazers stay with this where they are, the seventh worst record in the league. And part of that is the Blazers' relatively easy season to close down the stretch here. Monday night they play the Detroit Pistons. Uh, the Pistons aren't very good. They've played. They've been certainly a lot better uh, as of late, but. Again, one of the one of the bad teams in the NBA. Definitely a winnable game. Second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the Blazers are not favored in that game by any of the 538 metrics that I've shared with you previously on this podcast. This, At least the prognosticators see that as a loss, but it's certainly a win. On Wednesday, the Blazers play the Spurs. Incredibly important game to lose. Incredi- uh, that's at the Moda Center. It's never been a game. I don't, I've don't. i certainly never attended one in the eight years I've done this um, where the Blazers are going to play a home game where their fans are going, likely going to be rooting for them to lose. Not all of them, because not everyone's a sicko, but you're listening to Lockdown Blazers at this time of the year. You probably are rooting for the Blazers to lose. Uh, that's inc- They need to... If, if Sunday was incredibly important, you know, Monday, you know, lose all the games or whatever, but but Wednesday against the Spurs, an absolutely must lose for Portland. And then Friday, Saturday, two home games back-to-back against the, the Rockets, who stink, you know, one of the worst records in the league. It's, and then followed that up with Oklahoma City on Monday. Like, the next five games for the Blazers, they could, they will have a chance to win all of them. Uh, you know, they, I guess you have a chance to win every game, but like they will be with, they will be talent wise, not, not a particularly large gap between them and any, any of those teams, even, you know, assuming perfect health for all those teams, the talent gap won't be that significant. So, uh, I, I'm just, just looking at it. I'm not sure the Blazers can catch those two teams in fifth. There's hope, there's hope, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a believer. I've been pretty consistent in not being a believer. So I'm, Nothing has changed. If the Kings had beaten the Suns today, I maybe would be a little more excited, but it is what it is. The Kings have a weird week and a really big one on Wednesday. They play the Indiana Pacers. The Blazers just need somebody to win. If that game doesn't end in a tie, it's good news for the Blazers. Kings might not have Fox or Sabonis in that one. Uh, I think you're better off if the Pacers uh, if the Pacers get that win. I think they're more catchable because they play a bunch of good, like, because just because I don't know if there's other wins for the Pacers down the stretch, you just it makes more sense if if they would win that game. They're going to have a lot of losses. They play good teams in the Eastern Conference to close close the season. I think you want the Pacers to win, but anybody who wins that game is a big one. Uh, the Kings then they you know they played Sunday. Their next game is Wednesday. Then they have another couple days off and play against Saturday. Really, really light week for the Kings. Saturday against the Orlando Magic, the worst team in the NBA. So the Kings, you know they. Like I said, it's going to be tough for them to do uh, to do the Blazers a solid. The Pacers, when you're looking ahead, Thursday against the Grizzlies, Saturday against the uh, Toronto Raptors, as I have it written down here. So it's it's just not going to be that easy. Like it's just not it's just not going to be that easy. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I think like I think the Pacers are going to lose both of those games against good teams. I think the Kings are going to. I think the Kings are going to win. I think the Kings can can uh, probably beat Orlando, so that's that's a good one that you're absolutely rooting for. But um, you you just never know with Sacramento. Like it's 
it's time. It's that time of year that we're going to be scoreboard watching. The Blazers play some easy games. You need them to keep on losing those easy games, and you need the teams around them, Indiana and Sacramento, to win. You need you need the Spurs to win some games. Uh, if you're looking at the rest of the standings, New Orleans today with a win on the road against the Atlanta Hawks. CJ McCollum back in action. He's he's returned from uh, from the health and safety protocols and been balling. Uh, the the Pelicans officially moved into ninth. Uh, Lakers and them are going to play in the 9-10 game in the opening round of the play-in, but now it looks like it's going to be in New Orleans. And if I had to bet right now watching this, the um, <laughs> the very bad Los Angeles Lakers is that the is that they just curl up and die like they're they're roadkill like they're they're just gonna they're just gonna wait there on the side of the road for someone to come scoop them up and the Pelicans will come scoop them up. That's probably bad news. Pels get it. Pels will have a path to the play-in. They're going to play a bad Lakers team, maybe in New Orleans, likely in New Orleans at this point because they've made the move, uh, unless the Lakers wake up, and I'm tired of waiting for them to wake up. And then they're going to play the loser of the Clippers and the uh, Timberwolves' other play-in game with the chance to get into the playoffs and keep their draft pick. It's... The Blazers are very. The Blazers are going to have one high draft pick, probably not as high as possible. You know, probably not those fifth best odds, uh, and and a real, real, really, really legitimate shot of getting a top four pick. They're probably going to end up in you know the seventh worst record in the West, and the Pels have a path to the playoffs. We will cover all of this as we continue to watch the Blazers' efforts to slide down the standings all week long on Locked On Blazers. Uh, we had a bunch of interviews last week talking draft stuff with uh, Raphael Barlow and Candace Cooper, uh, Brooke Olsendam, Blazers sideline reporter, Blazers. Broadcaster joined the program on Friday show to talk all about covering the team, and she just shared some really fun stories. If you've missed any of those, go back and listen. They'll be really good. Uh, the the uh, We'll talk more draft stuff this week. i uh, got a couple interviews that I'm trying to line up. We're going to have fun here, Locked on Blazers, and we're going to root for the Blazers to lose games and rack up odds for the draft pick. Uh, it's a weird world we live in, but that is the world it is indeed. So tell your friends about it. Come back and listen five days a week, wherever you get podcasts. Make it your first listen every day. And if you're looking for us, just search Locked on Blazers. You'll find us on all platforms. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.